listening to Pop the Kettle On with Nicole Essio and Dr. Rachel Bushing. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Nicole and welcome to Pop the Kettle On. This is the Parenting, Womanhood, Marriage, Baby and Life Review Podcast. We dissect the good, the bad and the ugly of family life and have a laugh about how it's depicted in popular culture. Because it's always tea time. And if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Indeed. Hello, Miss Rach. Hello, Miss Nick. How you doing, beautiful girl? I am reasonably okay. <laughs> reasonably okay. The head is good. Yep. The nasal passages, not so much. Ah, that's no fun. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, you mentioned this and I didn't bring you honey and lemon. Yeah. And you've had to make your own tea. Yeah. That's okay. I am not being a good friend right now. What tea have you got? That's all right. I have love tea. Oh, It's one of these pucker ones. Love and tea? And it's called love. Yeah. Aww. Would you like to try some? Um, no, I'm good because I'm really too hot. I want to smell. <laughs> They're all amazing, these ones. Okay. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's like love in a pot. Love in a pot. Yeah. Do you like my little teapot? It's very cute. You should take a photo of that. I did just take a photo. Oh, you're so good. you know good. what? I've been taking photos of my teacups the last few weeks ah. with the intention of posting. Look nice. what we're drinking. Yeah. I haven't posted them. No, you have been taking photos the last few times. <laughs> I'm, I'm half organised. That's very me. <laughs> and I have a beautiful mug because I'm needing water. And it says, today is a great day. And so I nice concur. One. That's from Kiki K, that one. It's a smart mug. <laughs> <laughs> Clever mug. It is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are reviewing Step Brothers. Yeah. Did you watch it? I got halfway. Ah. Uh, I just, I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. Didn't like it? No. Oh. No, not at all. All right. Well. I mean, we can talk about step families in the context of other pop culture as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that particular film, mm-hmm. it's not my bag. Well, do you know, I must admit to kind of a little, I don't think it was a great choice because we were chatting about sort of blended families, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And I think we struggled to choose something because there's so many different kind of things that exactly. we talked about. Yeah. And then, of course, I said Stepbrothers is really funny. But as I was watching it, it's um, – so this is the film 2008 – to look mm-hmm. it up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, Will Farrell yep. and John C. Riley, yep. and uh, they're like forty-year-old stepbrothers yep. whose parents get married. So it's much less about step parents and blended families than it is about idiots who <laughs> haven't grown up, people who don't grow up. Yeah. So I thought that's that's kind of the talking point from this movie. <laughs> um, so why did you not like it? Uh, I have a big issue with just utter ridiculousness. (laughs) I can go with nonsensical to a point, but ridiculousness of like 40-year-old men who are yelling at their mother, who they still live with, (laughs) who doesn't kick them out of the house or doesn't make any effort to like... No, it's just, just angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the parents. <laughs> I was, I was. Oh, we're pushing Nicole's buttons. Yep, absolutely. Do tell. Yeah, see, my judgy parenting uh, situation falls in line when it comes to thirty-year-old, uh, sorry, forty-year-old men who still live at home and yell at their mummies. <laughs> no, not for me. <laughs> 
see, and so I said to you, I'm like, I love Will Ferrell in anything. Yeah. And I get what you mean about the idiot comedy stuff because mm. there's certain, you know that Juice Bigelow guy? Yeah. Oh, he always just played like the biggest idiot. Yeah. What is his name? Uh, I can't think. I will yeah. Google while you talk. Anyway. Google and, while um, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> every single role he's in, it's like, here's this bloody dickhead again yeah gonna say something stupid and he was in um he's like he's adam sand like kind of yeah vain yeah. Mm. rob schneider rob schneider everyone's yelling at us rob schneider, rob you schneider. Idiot. <laughs> rob schneider. <laughs> and you know what like one thing i don't mind him in is um 51st date yes but it's very uh culturally inappropriate <laughs> wouldn't do that these days no it's kind of blackface it is Totally blackface. (laughs) No, I agree. (laughs) It's funny. Like, that's not an old movie, but it's, yeah, it's funny how recent years have shifted our thinking around that stuff. I know. It's good. Mm. Moving on. Yeah. Growing. Yeah. So, anyway, every role he plays is just the idiot, and I'm like, I don't find you funny. No. Will Ferrell just has this face where I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. I just love you, and I (laughs) just find you so hilarious. So, are you like a Talladega Nights and um, Ron Burgundy kind of? Yeah. fan of his mm-hmm. yeah and it's this really stupid one with the ice skating oh yeah actually yeah, that's not that funny no 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 it's not Owen Wilson it's no? um uh it's the guy from Napoleon Dynamite oh yes who yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love who is like not in anything anymore <laughs> I, I yeah know I know who you mean because he was in just like heaven uh with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo Ah, mm, yeah. I like that kid. Ben and I went to see that ice skating one on our first date. Aww. So it's not really that funny, I think, but it was good. That's nice. Actually, it does have, um, you know, the ice skating couple that they're playing against is yeah. like couples goals, but now they've split. Oh, it's, the um, actual ice skating. A- yeah, it's um, Amy Poehler and uh, Will Arnett. Uh... They play this like brother and sister couple that they're ice skating against. <laughs> You've probably never seen it, have you? I haven't seen oh, it. Blades of Glory, that's there what it's called. There it is. Called. Yeah. So that was your first date movie. Yes. Interestingly, tomorrow is the 24th anniversary of our first date. Oh my God, I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Should I say that out loud? Congratulations. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And our first date, um, I was still 17 and we went to the movies and we saw this movie that looked really interesting and we'll go see that movie. And it was an R-rated movie and I had to lie about my age. What? I know. It's not R-rated anymore because obviously back in 1995. What was the movie? Can you remember? Disclosure with Demi Moore and Michael Douglas and it was about sexual harassment in the workplace but she was the sexual harasser. I know. (laughs) That's so you and Paul. (laughs) It's a very odd choice but obviously that worked for timing. It's okay. It's all Mm. good. It's forgettable. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. But Step Brothers was one of – you know how you, we were talking a little while ago about things that you've kind of walked out on or, you know, you <laughs> yes. haven't been able to – Yeah. I did not waste any more time. Nicole, <laughs> you got to complete. <laughs> you got to finish the task. What did you get I up did, to then? I didn't do my homework. Uh, what did I get up to? They were doing a presentation to their family at oh, dinner. Yes. About their – Worldwide. <laughs> I, re- I rewatched it last night as well. Right. And I'd forgotten. Like, I hadn't seen it in eight years and years and years. Yeah. But you, 
<laughs> you'll appreciate this, watching that worldwide presentation. So they're losers who live at home, 40 years, failure to launch, yeah. can't, don't have any life skills, don't know how to do anything. Don't have jobs. Hate each other. Then they become best buddies and then they decide they're basically one like half of a whole of the same person and so their way to make money is to start this business called Worldwide Something. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but their presentation reminded me a lot of um, like Ivanka Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag STEM. Hashtag business. Hashtag thinking. <laughs> like, it's all just kind of like worldwide. Yeah. Invest money <laughs> it was just all these buzzwords and stuff you didn't find that funny i found that slightly amusing but i was so by that stage uninterested Wanted to punch them. Yeah. yeah 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 i was like i have no interest in you whatsoever oh, so hilarious. i'm not invested in whether you succeed or not that is so funny yeah the brother the one who plays the brother mm. i can't remember his name yeah either, adam scott adam scott what else is his in? um you know most recently he was in big little lies no haven't seen it you haven't seen it no i know <gasps> I'm a terrible person. Add that to the list. I didn't <laughs> see it at first either because we didn't have Foxtel and, yeah. um, you know, life. Yeah. Yeah, but I liked it. He's but married he, to Reese, Reese Witherspoon. In that film. Yeah, in the and, in the show. But he's a he's a funny guy in other films. I've seen him in other films. He's in heaps. Yeah. 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 So I enjoy him generally is what my brain is telling me. But... <laughs> And I love Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. I love her. Yes. Uh, so I was sad because she's in one of my all-time favourite films. Okay. Which I think we should do for homework another uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. Parenthood. Oh. Mm-hmm. She is a So, but how many seasons do I have to do of Parenthood? No, no, no. Not Parenthood, the TV series. Parenthood, the movie. Oh, got you. Yeah. No, the... you've said this before. Yeah. Yes. I love it so much. Okay. And I would really like to kind of pick into Nicole's discomfort. <laughs> She's going to break open the wound. Go on, Those who know Nicole well will know she doesn't really get too riled by much. But you're you're sensing my, like, I know. You just don't have much hatred whatsoever. No, it's not my bad. But I'm seeing you being kind of like these men. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I just, I'm, I think in the same way that you sometimes see those, you know how it used to be the dumb woman ad, like the dumb wife. All of advertising kind of used to be, oh, the, the dumb blonde or the dumb wife and she's so silly and look what she's done. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that became completely unacceptable in society. And then they twisted that and went, oh, well, if we can't pick on the women, we'll pick on the men. Mm-hmm. And so then there was the dumb husband and the dads who didn't know how to, you know, make a sandwich. I mean, how ridiculous. Of course they can make a sandwich. And that drove me insane. And so this kind of reminded me of that thing that 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 whole men can be completely useless and that seems to be acceptable and no sorry (laughs) give me a face sorry (laughs) yeah i just i just was like no there's no way that you can well is there are there people that get to this point in their life and they are actually incapable like of holding down a job ever or wow you're nodding don't nod this is an oral medium people can't see you nodding I'm nodding but I'm choosing because I'm going do I know people who um just have not like gone into adulthood yeah 
and I'm nodding because I'm thinking, how do I know this information? Yeah. Some clients that I see, like, <laughs> come for depression or whatever. Mm. Um, and, yeah. Really, I think, I, so I was going to say, I think a lot of people, perhaps I have a skewed perception. I think there is that thing where the comfort of being within your family and the fear of stepping out of that into your own space, I kind of feel like there's like a a peak time in your life when you need to do that. And if you don't, then you kind of get stuck. Like Ah. you need that kind of dumb bravery of youth to, to be like, I'll go move overseas, I'll, you know, do this job, I'll kind of put myself in those kind of situations. Mm. And maybe sometimes when you don't do that, then you hit like 25, like creeping into 30 and it's comfortable. Yeah. So it's like just becomes harder and harder to get yourself out of that rut. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so, by the way, because you only saw it halfway through, you didn't see, like, the fantastic character arc where they grow up. Right. And they learn do. their lesson. Wow. <laughs> learn how to function, become empathic. Wow. All this. That's amazing. Well, the parents have Jack of it as well. So, they break up. Oh. Yeah. And sad. then the boy. <laughs> I can't believe you don't find it funny. <laughs> I just think, like, it's, I don't know, because there are stereotypes about, like, you know, blended families where it's like, you know, the bit at the start where he's like, hi, you're my new mum, can you make me a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> you're just sitting there going, die. <laughs> Pretty much. I just think it's funny because they're like, don't do it, he's just testing the boundaries. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know, for some reason I just find the way they show that kind of stuff to be really funny. Yeah. So when the parents sit them down at like Christmas dinner or something and they say, we're breaking up, and the two boys just start sobbing at the table like, no, what did we do wrong? <laughs> Why is it our fault? Like, like all again, that kind of stereotypical kind of stuff where yeah. the kids are like, my family's falling apart. And... um. They're like, Is it, was it something we did? It's our fault. And the dad's just like, yes, it was all you. <laughs> this is absolutely your fault. Oh, my goodness. That's you're funny. 40 and you're still here and you're ruining everything and yeah. you can't grow up. Well, because, yeah, I saw the boat crash thing. Mm-hmm. He crashed the dad's boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, so it's that was right the whole plan that, really. mm. was to go sailing around on this boat, you know, in their retirement. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I was just mad at them. <laughs> judgy, judgy, judgy. It's true. You didn't buy I, the backstory of, you know, um, singing guy being so shy that he just shrunk into himself. and well, Because her, like, other son, the Adam Scott guy, is such a douchebag. He's a total douchebag. It's like he's got all of the narcissistic kind of egotism and yeah. Will Ferrell gets none of it. See, I, He's just shy. Yeah, but I think I find that really troubling too, that, that trope of siblings having to be mean to each other or having to be, like, they're always fighting or whatever. The fact that those two brothers were so mean, mm-hmm. well, no. He was mean to Will Ferrell. Like, mm. I find that really troubling that we kind of perpetuate this myth that siblings have to hate each other and they have to fight. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they do because, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm. But I think that you, if you keep telling them that's what siblings do, then it kind of gives permission to that 
behavior mm. and so I don't know I find mm. that troubling too yeah <laughs> just troubled by all of it <laughs> and yet this is a comedy <laughs> I know <laughs> you're sitting there with your arms crossed I'm troubled <laughs> I think actually I did manifest physically my crankiness with crossing arms. <laughs> and were you cursing me? Damn no, you, Rachel. No, I was not cursing you. <laughs> no, I was just thinking you had terrible taste in film. <laughs> no, I, I just have a sense that you probably hadn't seen it for a while. I think so. And I think it's one of those things where like I think some movies through nostalgia – seem funnier than mm. when you first watch them mm. and like instead of going oh what is this saying i'm like okay, yeah it's yeah. just stupid and just funny yeah and sometimes stupid and funny is just what you need yes it's okay. yeah no judgment no no judgment no if that's you know mm-hmm. I, I paul like disclosure for example paul will choose art housey kind of interesting uh oscar nomination worthy films right um to go and see and they're often harrowing <laughs> I remember one time he put Hotel Rwanda on and he's like this is supposed to be brilliant yeah and I'm like Hotel Rwanda sounds interesting but I know that that can't be good this like, is some <laughs> kind of rom-com in a hotel yeah, yeah. Mm. no 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 it's not mm. uh there was like uh House of Sand and Fog which was ben oh, was that like a horror one? No. Oh, well, what's that yeah. about? An Iranian family moves to America as refugees, and then this whole cop becomes obsessed with their daughter, and oh, and it just mm. ends horribly. I'm not going to say it on here because that is just not what people need to hear. Yeah. And then like other things like that, like Dendi kind of films that Paul is like, "Ooh, this is really good." Mm-hmm. And yes, brilliant filmmaking. Brilliant acting, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely, without question. I mean, Ben Kingsley, I think, is remarkable. But just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Particularly since kids. Like, I know. Just can't do it. So yeah. going to rom-coms or comedies or mm. stupid gross-out films, Farrelly style, like, good. Mm-hmm. Fill your cup of silliness and fun and lightness yeah. and, yeah. yeah. The news is enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm the same. Yeah. I've put it down to my job of hearing sad stories all day long. Of course. Long. But, um, yeah, because, I mean, you know, that's constant for you. And yeah. so you want to break away from that rather than... And for some reason, though, like the, like the physical violence just I'd find really difficult. Yeah. Couldn't oh. do Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't mind the Game of Thrones type stuff. Although I do kind of go like like this. No one can see you. <laughs> Rachel is currently covering her eyes with a little slip between her fingers. I, I hide my eyes and create a tiny, teeny, tiny little slip where I can still see. My kids are the cutest when they find something scary on TV. I'm oh. sure all kids are. My little girl, who's now seven, like she kind of gets up off the couch and hides behind the couch, like oh. crouching. But still kind of looking? Not really, no. Ah. And even, what was she watching? Like, yesterday we were watching Frozen and she knows what's coming up and it's, mm-hmm. she hasn't seen it for ages, but what was it? Was it the parental oh. death pit? Because yes. why does Disney kill off all the parents? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's actually really bad when you think about it, the way the waves are just, the boat's there and then and it's then suddenly it's not. not and it's like, oh, God. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, that. And then when Elsa, like, loses it, yeah. enough, um, when the sisters start fighting, she's like, mm. whoa, I'm out of here. And she's, like, crouching behind the couch. And then it passes and she's like, I'm back again. Oh, wow. And my little guy, who's um, three, he does this thing where he, like, makes two pointers with his both of his fingers and goes, like, directly horizontal into the ears. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, you're so funny. Like, he doesn't do the hand covering the ears. He does, no, like, just... the, the finger plug. <laughs> <laughs> he must have somehow figured out that's the best way to get noise cancelling in there. So he'll sit and watch, but just like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so he's okay with the visuals, doesn't want to hear it. No. <laughs> Whereas little girl, yeah. not okay with the yes. visu- visuals, but can hear, hear must it. Must be. Interesting. Mm. Whereas my wow. seven-year-old boy, like, he just sits there and watches anything. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. tries to recreate it. <laughs> Especially if there's jumping off or jumping on to things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This wrestling. is my boy that wants to be a parkour star when he grows up. Oh, I told you that one? Oh, no. Mm. That sounds interesting. Yeah, and he found some YouTube videos, found slash his dad found them for him, <laughs> of guys who climb skyscrapers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who die falling off buildings. Base jumping, that kind of stuff. Highly illegal activity. Yeah. And he's like, I want to do that. Oh, dear. So, I think I might just have to go stepbrothers and just wrap him in cotton wool. Yeah. Destroy his confidence <laughs> so he never moves out. Is that part of it? Do you think people's confidence that is, is destroyed by a particular traumatic incident like in stepbrothers mm. and then failure to launch kind of happens from that? Mm. That happens quite frequently. I think it's probably also like there's that blend of like, you know, your temperament, your personality. Yeah. Like I'm a person who's very like inside my turtle shell Mm. and will like to look out and see is the coast clear before I'll do something. Right. And like temperamentally, I was always like that as a kid. My two sisters were like, let's just kind of throw ourselves into something. Uh So I was always very timid and shy and kind of like that. Wow. Um. So probably could have gone that way. But my mum, raising us as a single mum for most of the time, was mm. like, you girls are doing the chores, you're <laughs> getting a job, you're contributing money to the household, yeah. you're, you know, like in like high school, we're kind of like treated as kind of members of the family. Adult yeah. members of the household. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think probably in a good way because I sort of found that once we finished school, it was like, oh, I'm out of here, like I don't want to stay around here yeah but it was also made clear that like you know mum wanted to downsize she wasn't going to have the huge house for us all to live in yeah and the kind of you know curated bedroom from my childhood type stuff so we just didn't have those circumstances no um so but yeah I don't know like I do here's my judginess because I feel like you know, so when I finished school, it was 1998. Yep. And I feel like me and most of my peers moved out of home straight after school or maybe year or two after. Mm-hmm. Like most of us weren't into our 20s living at home. Mm-hmm. And I did do the thing where I moved out, came back for a bit, moved right. out, like that kind of stuff. And it seems like in that 20 years since then, it there's just been this growing, growing, growing kind of propensity for kids to stay at home longer yeah and like a lot of the teenagers that I see it's kind of like oh no of course I'm going to stay home after I finish school um and I find that a little bit hard to get my head around Mm. and maybe I feel like I do feel bad because that wasn't available to me yeah um no but I kind of feel 
because it wasn't and most of us just kind of like grew up and went and did our own thing I have this weird thing where I'm like but how do you become an adult in your own right if you don't make that separation yeah I can't like gel with that idea Mm. well I mean that's you know obviously something we're working through at the moment I mean I was out of home 17 uh, my sister was out of home at 17. We were, you know, mm. gone. We'd been working for years anyway, you know. Like, it wasn't like it was – working was foreign to us or – but – and I didn't go to uni straight away, so I did, you know, work full-time and be able to pay mm. Where'd you move to? Well, <laughs> I moved in with my sister, so it was like a halfway house between <laughs> childhood and adulthood, really. <laughs> Did you have your own room or was it like a mattress? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. Cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> it's where I belonged. Uh, See, no. I do have this thing too. And again, maybe it's in reaction to my own experiences. But I'm like, I just think, because a lot of kids these days are like, oh, I can't move out. It's too expensive. Mm. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is. Because you're not going to have like fully Wi-Fi, Netflix, air conditioned, you know, like, you'll probably go to a share house mm. that has cockroaches climbing across the walls. Yeah. But, like, that's character building. <laughs> they don't want to build their character in that way. <laughs> just look at you like you're a feral. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know. Like, I remember being so poor and I, you know, couldn't technically afford to move out. Mm. But I felt like all my friends were in the same boat as well. Like, no one had any money when yeah. we were young and when we were at uni. Mm-hmm. So, we'd go out to the pub when it was, like, dollar drinks and, you know, yeah. I do feel a little bit kind of like there's some preciousness amongst yes. some of the millennials. Yes, yes. And that's a negotiation going on constantly in our house, obviously, mm-hmm. because Big One is already – hang on, how old is Big One? Almost like 18 months older than I was when I moved out. Mm-hmm. I was gone. I was yeah. out of there to my sister's flat. But <laughs> Cheat. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've got plans. They've got plans. They're saving money. Mm. They're, you know, going to uni. And, of course, their hex debts are going to be more than ours ever could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're kind of juggling that whole mm. thing. Yeah. But when, you know – Uber Eats knocks on the door again and again and again. You kind of go, you know what? I think you could afford to, afford to move out. <laughs> Do you charge her board? I no, we don't, you don't charge have board. to answer my questions. No, 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 it's very no. nosy of me. No, we don't charge board, but we expect adult participation. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, like get some washing on, get the washing in, mm-hmm. um, look after Smalls, you know, for free. Because often if – when they were younger and we asked them to not go to work, like if we said we need you to be unavailable this night for work, mm-hmm. then they were forgoing money. We would give them money for babysitting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she doesn't get money for babysitting very often because, mm-hmm. you know, she's an adult in the house. Mm-hmm. So that's part of her responsibility. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, if if she was – working full-time and not studying then yeah heck yeah bored yeah for sure that would grind my gills <laughs> seeing her buy stuff <laughs> I think I don't know it's hard you do want your children to do better than you yes you know what I mean that's yeah, yeah. what you want yeah but yeah there's that sense of kind of like I didn't get to do that when I was your age no I couldn't afford that I couldn't blah 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 no definitely not so I but know. you know and and 
let me be clear that those Uber Eats are not being charged to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not paying for that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like... food in the house. Yeah. And she works... She works too. Like... Yeah. And some uni courses you can work and study, you know, like in some, like I never had much money just because I didn't uh, like work enough as well. Yeah. I had like no disposable income. And then like an idiot, I was at uni for six years. <laughs> I was poor for six years. Yeah, but you know, that's good six years, I imagine. And then I like got a proper job <laughs> with my degree. Mm. Takes six years to become a psychologist. And... um. I just remember, like, not spending heaps because yeah. I didn't have the Uber Eats everyday mindset. No, that's good. And, like, in the first year that I worked, I saved, like, $6,000 yeah. and it was almost enough for a deposit on a house. I sound very sensible now, don't I? Yeah. You do sound sensible. And it's probably because my mum kicked me out. That's right. And I had to sort it out. See? Well, you know, I, I was know. out at 17 and we got our first mortgage when I was 19 mm. because I'd been the same. Like, mm. you live frugally and then you get the full-time job that pays better and you, you're you used to living frugally. Yeah. <laughs> but also there wasn't as many expenses. I mean, we didn't have Wi-Fi to pay for or mobiles to pay for or, yeah. you know, now I really am sounding old. No, but it's also like, you know, that whole thing of like the parents' role and the kids staying at home as well because mm. like I certainly do see some clients where it's like, mm, you know, mum really doesn't want you to leave. <laughs> like there's quite oh. the sort of self-interest and kind of I want you around. Like the, the parents sometimes don't want to do the empty nesting thing because it means oh. that that stage of their life is over. And, and they have to face each other again if they haven't maintained their relationship throughout the years. Exactly. Wow. All that. So many Once the kids are gone, <gasps> quiet house. Yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable conversations. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, well, um, that's one of the markers of one of the points at which divorce happens as well. Like mm. it's, you know, within a year of marriage, after the first kid, and then when kids leave home. Yeah. No, big one knows, like, you know, off you go. Out you get. Do you want to go to England? How about you go to England for a year? You guys go to England. Go and do that for a year. Off we, you go. We have this in my family too. The kids are like, so I'm going to live here forever like. And their daddy's like, yes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, my friend. <laughs> so, no. I don't know. I yeah, know. he, you know, and he was raised in a different kind of family where his mum would have been like, stay forever. Stay, wow. never leave. I don't yeah. know. No, I was never. I mean, I think, uh, I think my mum. I don't know. I have to ask her. Um, probably would have preferred us not leaving straight after school. Mm-hmm. But neither of us went straight to uni. We both went straight to work. So you know, we were mm. grown ups. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get my own place. Yeah. I was kind of like, this is awesome. I'll be poor as long as I can have like my own shit. Yeah, play well, my we- own music and. We had a whole plan in grade 11, myself and four friends, that we were going to move out. And we had this whole, like, we did this whole budget around, uh, you know, if we had Ausstudy and, because I think, you know, there were less strict regulations around getting Ausstudy at that point. Um, And we had this whole plan. We had a roster of who was mowing lawns, who was doing dishes. (laughs) But then, of course, who was ever going to rent a house to a bunch of 16 and two 17-year-olds? no, not going to happen. Yeah. And that's so true that the rental market has changed. Yes. Especially in the big cities. It's yeah. harder to find a place if yeah, you yeah. want to get a place. Yeah, and then it costs you a fortune because, you you know, especially 
if you're traveling into uni and things like that, like buses and trains and yeah. stuff aren't cheap. So yeah. or lime scooters. Yeah, lime scooters are expensive, <laughs> <laughs> and they also almost run people over. Yeah. Can I just say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are complicated factors. Mm. I'm appreciating it slightly more. Slightly now, more. <laughs> Slightly more. <laughs> Have some compassion for these <laughs> grown 40-year-old men. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, you can see why it doesn't always happen immediately. Yeah. But I don't know. I kind of – I feel like there is – it's really formative, those first few years of yeah. your adulthood. And is there – I mean, from your clinical perspective, is there parental levers that you can push that are safe and comfortable and – I don't know. How do you do it in a way that is not changing the locks overnight and <laughs> leaving them outside? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> How is it done if they have failed to launch? Yeah. Well, conversation mm. and boundaries, discussion, negotiation, planning. Then changing the locks. <laughs> I don't know. I think... It's, it's one of these things where, like, a really helpful principle – I use this with um, parents who are having babies. Right. And it's because I picked it up in a book that I read when I was having babies. Ah. And it said, start as you mean to go on. Mm. So, besides thinking, doing it the right way, doing it the bad way, et cetera, et cetera, it's more thinking about – where do I want to get to? Like, how do I want my life to look like? And mm. you can't exactly do that when you have a baby because your plan might turn out a little bit different. But it's more like, well, if I'm happy to co-sleep and I'm okay with co-sleeping when they're three, start as you mean to go on. But if you get to the stage where it's uncomfortable, make a shift early mm. so that, you know, behaviours that aren't so entrenched are a lot easier to change. Yep. It's, I suppose it's that constant readjustment, like, am I happy with this situation right now? Mm. It's starting to irritate me. Does mm. that mean things need to change? Because mm-hmm. when things aren't addressed, then it just kind of, you know. So I think, like, that's probably a good analogy, that idea of, like, training a baby. Mm. Like, in the first few days, it's like, oh, things will just happen how they happen. And something you do that you choose to shift later on is no big deal but it's kind of persisting with something that's not working beyond it's like all the signs are like this doesn't fit for my lifestyle yeah yeah. you know it's much easier to make that shift early yeah so because if it's working for you then let it work fine but as soon as it stops working for you yeah (laughs) and I I, I suppose I kind of think that about the 40 year olds at home yeah like you know you didn't intend to get that way but the choices mm. that you make when they're 15 and when they're 20 and when they're 25, like, Continue. set up that kind of circumstance or yeah. could kind of yeah. take it another direction. also have this helpful thing for, like, parents of teenagers because Good. I Hit do see lots of anxious parents, this isn't you, who um, are concerned about their kid who is so stressed out at school, worried about the outcomes, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And what I often find is that, like – they're mollycoddling the teenager way too much. Mm. Like, looking over them, have you done your homework? Where's this? Where's your forms for that? Like, I think the kind of stuff that I do with my kids in lower primary school, like, I have to pack your lunch for you, I kind of think by the time they're in high school and the upper high school that 
they can begin to take on some of that responsibility themselves. Yeah. Um, because I think that you can't just turn around when school finishes and be like... New rules. Yeah. Mm. There's the door. Yeah, like you need sure. to gradually like build in those behaviours so they get more and more responsibility and then it's not a huge shock when that yeah. comes. Well, and that's our... I think our parenting philosophy, I guess, is that we're raising adults. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. growing adults. Mm-hmm. We're not raising kids they're already kids what we're doing is the aim is to get them to adult yes so yeah the things that the choices you make and that lead up to that are kind of easier when you have that in mind yes but that works for us yeah what kind of adult do you want to bring up yeah at the end of all of this yeah and I think if you have that in mind it's much easier to go what do we need to do in the here and now yeah um and it's it's the what's uncomfortable often so when you're like what can you do I'm like talk about it (laughs) (laughs) rip off the band-aid yeah you know talk about it yeah sit down across from one another have a cup of tea that always helps always helps and just say I've noticed that yeah. This is causing some tension in our lives. It doesn't really align with how I would like our family to be. What I would like is for it to be this way. How about you? And the kid will say, I'm perfectly happy, sponging <laughs> off you. <laughs> so what do you say then? Well, too hard, give up. <laughs> <laughs> Never give up. <laughs> you know, and I think it's easier done when they're younger because you've got more parental control, don't you? Mm-hmm. You can be like, well, here's some expectations and I've got more leverage, you know. I can mm. leverage their screen time or whatever, um, yeah. you know, in order to kind of shift them towards the behaviour that I want. Yeah, that's true. But I know as a parent too, I can see the way that it's like life is so overwhelming that you just kind of put your head in the sand for Sometimes, a little bit. Yeah. Years can go by, just kind of like, you know, getting by. Mm. And then, you know, and it could be because the marriage is really difficult or, you know, some other struggle that you're yeah, going through. Parents or, you're taking care of or there's, yeah, you know. sick parents, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then you just lose a couple of years and go, oh, shit, this isn't <laughs> where I wanted to be. I got there with um, small one when I realised that, like, Big one and big two, toilet trained really quickly. Like before, big one was before she was two, big two, he was like just after he was two. And then small one gets to like two and a half. And I went, oh crap, I haven't done that yet. Because I've been so busy with big one and big two. (laughs) So yeah. Like where's my to-do list? (laughs) I get that. That makes sense. Well, you know, Mia Friedman, who you don't like. It's pick on Nick Day. (laughs) All the things you don't like. I'm just like in this role reversal where I'm the positive one and you're the negative one. It's working for me. Um, What did she say? I've heard her say this a couple of times with her younger and she's got three. Mm. She completely forgot to teach him what a telephone is. Right. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) It was like, what are these things? Stepbrothers. Yeah. Do less. Kick him out. Um, Yeah. Did you see the part where he like put him over his knee and spanked him? No, no. Oh God, <laughs> I do not regret stopping that movie. At forty is not the time to begin setting boundaries. No, this is very true. Oh my God! After he crashed the boat, he grabs the kid and he goes, "I should have done this years ago." Oh, puts no. him over his knee and starts whacking him. No, immediately after the boat crash thing, I was out. <laughs> you were like, "This is too stupid." Yeah. <laughs> So if you're into stupid things, like, you know, completely turn your brain off films, Mm -hmm. which 
uh, have their place, absolutely, then, you know, go for it. Enjoy. Yes. But if you're a judgy me, judgy like me, (laughs) it might hurt your brain. Best spend an hour and a half doing something else. (laughs) So speaking of movies, though. Yes. We were having a chat before Mm -hmm. about what we would like to talk about. Yeah. So for next time. Mm-hmm. So next time, what are we going to talk about, Rach? Well, so a good friend of ours shared that she was off to see Instant Family at the cinemas. At the cinema, at the the fil- picture film, <laughs> the films. <laughs> so there was a recent film called Instant Family, <laughs> and I thought let's do something like of the moment for once. Yeah. Go see it. Sure. Share our thoughts. I love this. Um, our friend did say that there's tears. So we're off to see Instant Family. We'll be reviewing that next time in a couple of weeks. Yeah. It's um it's about like fostering. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that I've had in my mind for Whoa. a long time. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough. So That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> Finally get all the kids out <laughs> and then fill the house again. Possibly. Probably me too. Yeah. Alright, well let's talk about that next time, hey? That sounds wonderful. So until then, Nick. Yeah. Hug your babies. And be kind to yourselves. I will. To one another. Indeed. Indeed. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.